When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. It is Friday, March 25th. Michael Beller and Austin Mock are here to talk you through Saturday's Elite Eight games. What a slate we will have ahead of us. We'll talk about those in just a second. First, though, we got to look back at the games that got us here, Austin, on Thursday night. Games that lived up to the billing that ultimately resulted in Duke uh, staying alive, getting the Elite, elite Eight, when they were in their win over Texas Tech. Arkansas knocks off Gonzaga, the number one overall seed. So those teams are going to play against each other. And then in the other region, in the West region, Villanova and Houston Moving on and just, I mean, wildly impressive performances by all four teams that came away with victories. Yeah, it, it was, it was, we got what we wanted and what we, you know, kind of said was a possible like final four type of day, if you will, or uh, sorry, elite eight type of day. Um, each game was competitive pretty much throughout. I know Villanova, Michigan was ugly, but, you know, even still, that game was kind of in doubt within the last five minutes like yeah sure and definitely the last two like Villanova kept turning it over because you know why not um you know why not make it easy for any Villanova backers out there but (laughs) Arkansas takes down the number one overall seed in Gonzaga Chad Holmgren unfortunately had some kind of cheap foul calls in my opinion to kind of to kind of change that game and then like we expected the nightcap was just both games were just absolute fantastic. Texas Duke, haymaker after haymaker. Uh, just fantastic basketball if you're a college basketball fan last night. <clears throat> Duke, Texas Tech, the game of the tournament for me so far. Yeah. And, and, you know, it didn't, you know, there wasn't the, the crazy upset or anything like that, but just the way those two teams went back, the shot making that both those teams were showing off, just totally, totally ridiculous. Exactly what you want in a second weekend or even third weekend NCAA yeah. tournament game. And then Houston, man, I mean, they just, they, they, they didn't run away with it, right? It wasn't a blowout, but they were in control of that game for 40 minutes straight. Yeah, there was never really a point where, like, the whole Texas Tech-Duke game, I was like, man. Like, if if you look at the average margin of victory, Texas Tech's, like, it ended up being Texas Tech minus 1.7. Just kind of shows, like, Duke pulling away late. Like, Houston won by 6.8 on on average in, in that game. And it never, like, they were never able to extend it. But, like, you were never really scared of nope. Arizona. Like Houston, like as much as like every time Arizona kind of like crept back in, Houston was like, all right, we'll hit a shot. Kyler Edwards had, you know, big shot after big shot. Mm-hmm. And like the most impressive thing about Houston is like it really just comes from like a full team effort. Like it feels like they have like eight guys. They all rotate. They all kind of are like a similar style player player. They play all out the whole 40 minutes. Like, it's like an inspiring level of basketball that's, like, really, really fun to watch. Um, Obviously, I'm a Houston backer for the tournament here, so probably a little bit of bias here. But (laughs) they, again, showed that 
they're probably the worst five seed ever, or like worst seeded yeah. five seed ever. Right. They're the best five seed ever. Like this team should one hundred percent be a two or better. Like I think that's probably mm-hmm. been confirmed by now. Yeah, it's definitely been confirmed. Um, I mean, they were what tiny, tiny underdogs, Arizona in that game, and they're favored against Villanova, the two seed in this region, as we will talk about uh, right here and right now. Uh, It is Friday. There are four more Sweet 16 games ahead of us today. So if you're looking for our takes on those four games, just Look a, lo- a couple episodes behind you in the feed that you're already in, and you will see uh, Austin and I going for about 35 minutes on Friday's four Sweet 16 games. But on this episode, we're going to take a look ahead at the two Saturday Elite Eight games. Let's start with Houston and Villanova. Let's go Houston and Villanova. It is the first game of the day, and uh, Houston, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. 128-and-a-half is the total. Not surprised to see that. Austin, you know, we haven't really talked about our picks before we jump on the horn here. You've been on Houston all tournament long, going back to our preview episodes. You like them as a Final Four pick, as a Sweet 16 bet. All across the board, you've been on this team. I imagine that's going to be the case in this matchup with Villanova, too. Yeah, I'm close. I, I haven't done it yet. Um, I, I don't like. There's nothing really to wait for. I don't really, I, I don't think, I don't think this number gets to three, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like waiting out like a buy low or sorry, this is the market top for Houston. This opened at one and a half in some places last night, um, like immediately was bet to two and a half. Um, so like I might kind of hang around and see if like a two pops up or, or anything in that range. And I, I I'll, I'll, I'll end up on Houston again. Um, I just like this Villanova team, like they didn't play well against Michigan. Michigan shot like 50% from on dunks and layups. Like that's not going to happen like, again. <laughs> I would say like Villanova, like, I just don't love the matchup. Like it, it's, 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 it's something that the things that Villanova is weak at uh, Houston is very good at like Villanova's not great on the defensive glass. Houston, obviously I, th- I think last night with like 13 minutes left, I didn't see the final number. They had 17 second chance points against Arizona. Like Arizona's not a great defensive rebounding team. So Houston's going to have those opportunities again. And why I think that matters so much in this game is we're talking about two of the slowest teams in college basketball, mm-hmm. like tempo wise. This game might, like, if this game hits sixty possessions, it'll be like kind of a miracle, because both teams really uh, work the clock here, and and these extra possessions are just gonna be are gonna be huge. Um, Villanova's defense is their weak point, and it's really predicated on the fact that they don't foul. Like Hunter Dickinson against Michigan did not get to the foul line until under two minutes, um, and and Villanova was up eight at that point. Houston doesn't need to get to the free throw line to to have success on offense. They're not they're they're two hundred and twelfth in free throw rate this year in raw numbers. So like, it's just not a lot of things pointing towards Villanova's way. And like Villanova, I, I kind of go back to the whole like we, we talked about Miami and Iowa State. Miami doesn't like the play the you know the the physical style of basketball. I'm not saying Villanova can't. I think they can, but Houston like this is going to be t- totally different than what they've seen defensive wise probably all year for Villanova, and at least since like conference play started. <clears throat> no offense to uh, Chris Holtman or, or Juwan Howard either, but this is probably the first game that Villanova's played in the tournament where they don't have a significant coaching edge also with this quick turnaround. Yeah, I, I think the, I thought actually Michigan's game plan was great. Um, mm-hmm. Like it really just came down to they missed <laughs> so many shots at the, the hoop. They, they probably like Michigan's just – both of those teams, Ohio State and Michigan, they're just they're – just, teams with uh big issues on defense like michigan's defense, mm-hmm. like last that was the difference um who who was it 
uh, was seven to ten. Um, he was the uh, like Sa- Sa- Jermaine Samuels. Yeah, that that was the difference. He was yeah. he was seven of ten. Um, I think he was like seven of eight from at the rim. Like Michigan's just not good at defending the rim. Houston is so like it, it, that. It's it's a lot of things. Houston or Villanova could get hot from three. Like this is they, like last night. They they make tough shots. It's kind of like the Duke mm-hmm. thing here. Villanova can make tough threes. They shoot threes late. They they play slow. You know, Gillespie is is fantastic. But everybody, they kind of take some tough shots. They're just good shooters. If they make them, you know, you're probably going to lose. But I, Houston, like, there's just so many things that on just on the defensive side of the ball that Houston matches up well. They defend the three point line very well. Like Arizona would like. Arizona was not getting good looks. Like Matherin made the one three, like coming off a screen. There were like guys like he shot it within like four bodies and made it. Like mm-hmm. it, they just they just play a brand of basketball that I think Villanova is going to be forced into some really tough shots. And I don't think it's like Jay Wright doesn't like that's just Villanova. That's really how they've been forever. Is they yeah. just have really good shot makers. And when you go up against really tough defenses. You know, sometimes those shots don't fall. I mean, Villanova mm-hmm. can make them, sure, but I just, it, it just re- is a really tough matchup, in my opinion, uh, this brand of basketball that Houston's playing right now. <clears throat> yeah, I'm right there with you. Houston is, uh, Houston's a pretty strong play for me. This is, um, this just, for all the reasons that you said, this just feels like a, a really nice matchup. About, about as like, like when you you get to the Elite Eight, you assume you're going to be playing a great team. There's a reason why whoever you're playing is one of the last eight teams playing basketball this season. Uh, but if you like, like it seems as good of an elite eight matchup as Houston could hope for being realistic about it. Right. And they're not going to draw St. Peter's. You can't assume you're going to draw St. Peter's in the elite eight. So this is like as friendly a matchup. I feel like as Houston can hope for. And as long as they don't succumb, as long as they don't fall victim to those to a number of late clock, tough threes. And as you said, Villanova can do that. Villanova's got those shot makers. They certainly could do that. They could three their way to this, to a win here. They could shoot 12 of 20 from three. I mean, that's something that, that that's definitely a club that is in Villanova's bag, but I think they absolutely absent that, they don't win this game. And there are multiple paths for Houston. Houston could be absent one little thing here, one little thing there, and still win this game and still cover the two and a half points. Uh, and I just don't think we can say that about Villanova. So this is this should be a fun game. It's going to be a slow game. Any any Since we're talking about it in that way, I mean, 128 and a half, to be honest, a tiny bit higher than I was expecting. I was thinking we were maybe going to get like a Mountain West 123 and a half total on this game. And I guess what that is is like it's the pace, but these teams are, you know, a step above – San Diego State and Colorado State. Yeah, I think the the problem is that the the offenses. Um, I, I do have a slight lean to the under, but like I think end game, there's a yeah. lot of scenarios where there's fouls. Like both, I mean, Houston goes for fouls, but like I think the matchup standpoint is there's might be more foul shots expect than like what the numbers really say there are because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Villanova does not foul on defense. We saw that last night against Michigan. Um, you would expect Houston to not get there, but like it, it's 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 such a drastic change in like style of basketball that maybe Houston like does get to the foul line more than we expect. Just like from the uh, as if if they you know if they offensive rebound the way they have pretty much all year, yeah. like it's easy to see how there could be some foul calls on Villanova with with Villanova being weak on the defense or I'd say average on the defensive glass. So. I think it really is going to come down to like how the whistle is like, but again, the pace, like if there's any scoring droughts in this game, like it's so hard to make up the number because 
and there's like any lead. That's why I say I think this this offensive rebounding advantage for Houston again in a game that the pace might be lucky to hit 60. Like there might be 60 possessions in this game. Those extra possessions are going to loom so so important for 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 this matchup and and you know I I I'm with you it does seem a little bit high but free throws at the end of these games can really and just like the, it feels like the shot making at the end of these games in this tournament so far there's obviously some recency bias there like mm-hmm. people are just hitting shots late and it, it just is amazing to me it's been it's been so fun to watch another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so we are in agreement on Houston and Villanova. We both like Houston. Laying the two and a half, whatever you end up doing there, you can take the money line, lay the two and a half. Maybe it comes down to two. But uh, either way, no matter what we're looking at, we are both looking at Houston knocking off Villanova and advancing to the final four. How do we feel about the other game, Arkansas and Duke? Duke favored by three and a half in this game over at BetMGM. I want to say it opened at four. It might have been four and a half in some spots, but I, the, the first line I saw once this uh, was posted last night was four, 146 and a half the total on it, whether it was four, four and a half, whatever, it certainly has come down just an inch or two from where this opened. What do you make this line? I bet like, it's tough. I bet like Duke minus one, but I know my model is missing. I said to you before the show, like the God making or God mode shot making <laughs> ability of Duke. Um, if, if you haven't seen the stat in the final seven thirty nine against Texas tech, the best defense in college basketball, in my opinion, uh, Duke did not miss. They went nine for nine. Um, against Michigan State, who I don't think highly of, but in the final five minutes against Michigan State, they did not miss a shot. So you're looking at the final 12, 12 39 of the last two games, Duke has not missed. And obviously, they're going to have the best shot makers in this game against mm-hmm. Arkansas because Arkansas is more of a defensive team here. But I'm just, I, my model is just not high on Duke. Um, and, and like, there's a little bit of, like, if I, the eye test here, like I can see it, they were losing, like pretty much that whole game last night. Um, yeah. Their 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 average margin of victory in that game is, was Texas Tech minus one point seven. You go to the Michigan State game, their only their average lead was two point three. Duke, um, they obviously lost to Virginia Tech, uh, in the ACC championship game. They were spent more time losing against Miami, uh, in the ACC tournament, and Syracuse was the same. It was a close game until. Mm-hmm. They kind of went in the god mode. They had like a 10-0 run, if I remember correctly, in the final couple minutes there. So like this, I just can't trust this Duke team as as great as the offense is. I think their defense is pretty weak. Um, it's really going to come down to JD Note makes shots. Um, you know, he but he, this Arkansas brand of basketball is just so weird. Like it's it's kind of like Texas Tech, but like they're worse. <laughs> you know, like it's 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 hard for me to say. Like all right, so yeah. Texas Tech defense is better, and Duke like in the second half was fine. Um, but Arkansas's offense is probably a little bit worse than, than Texas techs, but they have like the star power that can, that can go off in a game. It's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing, but the model makes one, one, um, I haven't bet it yet. I'm still, I'm still waiting for like the inevitable. I think like Duke money is going to come in just cause it's Duke and, and everything. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. This Duke team's tough. They just make shots. Like I said uh, to you before the show, if you would have told me that Texas Tech held Duke to 29 points in the first half and Texas Tech scored 73 points for the whole game, meaning that Texas Tech had to hold Duke to 42 or less in the second half mm-hmm. to win, I would have signed up for that every day of the week. And Duke prevailed. So I, I guess what's your read on this game? I, I have a lean towards Arkansas. I'm, I'm debating on when to play it at this point. <clears throat> Yeah, I have a, I don't, I just have a lean toward Duke, and I've been on Arkansas. I've, I've bet them every round. I am holding a twenty to one Arkansas Final Four ticket that I placed before the tournament started because I loved their defense and I thought that they they could create enough havoc to upset Gonzaga, and they did that in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, and so I, I've loved Arkansas. This is really not an Arkansas fade, but I've just been so wildly impressed with what we've seen from Duke over these last two games in terms of shot making. And like, there is there is no substitute for having these shot makers. And you look at what Ben Caro has done. You look at some of the ridiculous shots that Jeremy Roach hit at the end of that game. And it's like, guys are going to hit some crazy shots every now and again. These guys are D1 athletes. These guys got you know offers to go get scholarships at Duke for a reason. But like, what... What Roach and Ben Caro were doing at the end of that game, like it feels repeatable. It feels like these are these are things that these guys can do. They weren't just this wasn't Colgate against Wisconsin hitting contested twenty seven footers for the first twenty five minutes of the game. This these are things that like they can really do and they can really go back to. And you know, all credit to Arkansas for for knocking off Gonzaga in the way that they did and holding that team to, to sixty eight points. But like you know, Mark Few said it after the game. They got plenty of shots. Like they, they ran their stuff. They got open looks, and they just weren't making some. There were there were some that Arkansas like it. It, it had to feel like the the air was just being let out of the balloon for Arkansas as you know, guys were setting up for wide open threes, and then they just weren't dropping. Like that old that happens in basketball. You you do your stuff. You get your shots. You get good looks. You get the the looks for the guys who you want to have those looks. And sometimes the shots just don't fall. It's a, it's a hard sport, you know. It's like that, that that's going to happen every now and again. And it feels like Arkansas had a little bit of just shot making luck on their side in terms of some of the shots that Gonzaga was missing. They definitely disrupted Gonzaga's offense. They made it a little bit harder to get into those sets in the half court than than uh, has often been the case for Gonzaga this season. And so they, they just it felt like Gonzaga never really developed a consistent like possession in possession out rhythm. That's definitely true, and Arkansas deserves a lot of credit for that. But Arkansas could have put the exact same effort out on the floor, the exact same performance. Gonzaga makes a couple more shots, and we're talking about a Gonzaga-Duke Elite Eight matchup. So I I just think that, like you said, like this is like I think Duke's going to do what they do. I think Duke's going to do what they do offensively. And if Arkansas is going to be able to knock them off and pull off this upset and get into the final four and cash that 20 to one ticket for me, which I would absolutely love, it's going to need, it's going to have like JD Note is going to have to make a lot of shots there. I mean, they're like, he's the guy who can do it for them. He's the guy who can put them on their back as an individual scorer. And so he's going to have to do it. Obviously them doing that and them covering a three and a half point spread as a dog are two different discussions. But I tend to start off with who do I think is going to win before I get to that part of the discussion when we're talking about a spread that is just three and a half. And I just lean toward Duke with all this ridiculous shot making and ridiculous talent that we've seen come through for them over these last couple of games. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy looking at the box score that Arkansas-Gonzaga game. Obviously, Gonzaga going like 5 of 21 from three isn't going to help. Um, and, you know it's just like Arkansas's offense just like they weren't great last night. Like I'm not sitting here thinking like they, they lit it up. They just, the the impressive thing that I I think they'll need to copy against Duke is they shut down 
the guard play for Gonzaga. Yes. Like that was they kind of basically it was it's kind of like what I said St. Peter's did with Shibwe and what they're they're gonna have to do tonight against Purdue is like Timmy, you know, Timmy got his. He had twenty five. I mean, Holmgren was in foul trouble. I think that was one of the big things. But like Duke doesn't really have like it, it's just not comparable because Duke's not going to have a Holmgren in there, right? Like the, it, they're they're good in their own self, but Holmgren just is he does so much around the rim on defense that that really changes the complexion of things. But they shut down like Nemhard was was what I think two of eleven, like you know, like I, I he was he's he's been playing fantastic. Mm-hmm. They, they forced him two of eleven, so three uh, three assists to five turnovers also, right? Like they they and, and you know Timmy had five turnovers, so they were able to get really their two highest, you know, usage players in the game to, to turn the ball over and, and Duke doesn't turn them turn it over. So that'll be a key matchup. Um, the one area that like, I do think there's a lot of matchups that work out for Arkansas. Um, the fact that like Duke's a good offensive rebounding team, Arkansas is good on the defensive glass. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that worries me a little bit is that the Arkansas's offense is not great. And they're really good at getting to the free throw line, and they're a really good free throw shooting team. So if like Duke is not fouling, which they're very good at not fouling, mm-hmm. um, like can Arkansas score? And like that's a concern. Like I don't think Duke's defense is great. Like we saw Texas Tech last night, who just by no means has a great offense. They have a you know pretty solid offense to maybe good offense, but I don't think they're anything incredible. And they got a lot like. Like I said, I I had no idea. Like if you would have told me that Duke didn't miss in the final seven thirty nine, I would have thought like Texas Tech lost by fifteen because I didn't <laughs> think they'd be able to score with them. But uh, they kept coming right back. So that'll be. Can Duke stop those like the easy buckets? Like it just seems like at times Duke's defense, as much as like on offense they they make those tough shots, they like follow it up with an easy, uh, you know, easy like cut to the basket or just an easy drive. Uh, and and it'll come down to like basically is Williams back there to uh to block a to block a shot, um for them which you know that's really the the highlight of Duke's defense so foul calls will be big it's been big in every game um just like foul trouble uh, you know if like if Jalen Williams gets in foul trouble Arkansas is in a lot of trouble a lot of in trouble, my opinion yes. same thing with Dote. <laughs> So it's it this game this is one of those ones like you said I think you brought up a good point like can they win when you get these spreads around zero like so much fouling happens at the end mm-hmm. and everything um like Arkansas winning like last night by 6 I don't think like they they pulled away there like there was you know it was under 3 for uh most of the way and then they just kind of made a run and then Gonzaga just didn't hit shots late to to stay within the numbers. So it's just, it's, it's, I don't love grabbing the three and a half for Arkansas mm-hmm. because there's so many instances where in the final two minutes, they just don't score. And Duke wins by like six, even though the game might've been 50, 50, the whole, the whole game. So it's one of those things, but oh, I don't know. I'm leaning <laughs> like one of these games, Duke's going to get caught and they're not going to make the tough shots. I said this with UCLA last year, and mm-hmm. UCLA, to their credit, made shots the yeah. entire tournament. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what was that game, 88-85 in overtime? Some, whatever. Something outrageous. Buzzer beater by Suggs. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think they're going to get caught. It's just it's just a hard way to win because it is. It, UCLA, like UCLA is in the same boat. I know they're playing tonight in the Sweet 16, and like everybody say, like, oh, back-to-back Sweet 16s, but like, they almost lost to Akron because the shot, the tough shots were not falling. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. these things, it, it's 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 very tough, and you leave yourself susceptible. Despite having 
you know, one of the top three offenses in college basketball in Duke. Like, I don't, you probably can't say there's more than two teams better than them. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what I just, that's what I keep coming back to with this team and why I keep liking them. And I said it on the show when we were talking about Thursday's Sweet 16 games that, like, you know, we were, we spent so much time in the lead up to that game talking about how great Texas Tech's defense is and everything Texas Tech can do defensively to counteract what, um, what Duke does offensively. And Texas Tech is the number one ranked defense for a reason and all that. And that's all true. But, like, we, there wasn't enough attention being paid to the fact that we could say all those same things except replace Texas Tech and defense with Duke and offense. Yeah. And all those same things still hold true. So, like, I just – I think they can do it. I think they can I think they can do those same things against this Arkansas defense. And, I mean, I love Arkansas. I absolutely – I love this team. I love watching them. I think they're a really good team. Um, I, the, like, I will, I will not be surprised if they ultimately win this game and get into the Final Four. It's a really good team. And that's a team that, you know, sort of – it's a team that is good at counteracting its weaknesses. It's a team that that plays to its strengths so well that they that they don't that those weaknesses don't shine through in a way that could that could submarine some other teams. And so I think that if they can do that again against Duke, but you know, basketball is a sport about shot making, and this Duke team just has so many guys who can do it, as we've seen uh, you know on full display in these last two games. But you know, we've certainly seen it all season. There's a reason why Paolo Boncaro might be the first overall pick in the NBA draft in a couple of months. Like there, there are some special offensive talents on Duke's side. And I just think that with the way that this team is rolling right now offensively, they just passed the hardest test that they could possibly face for the way they want to win in knocking off Texas Tech and making all those shots and, what, shooting 28 for 54 from the field in that game? Like, this is a great offense, and I think they can keep that rolling against uh, an Arkansas team that, like you said, when we started talking about this game, is sort of Texas Tech light. Yeah. Um, It's like... I, I, it, it's it's just crazy how like they got looks at the hoop like they they were getting drives to the basket and scoring like they they definitely figured something out on Texas Tech but like like you you started when we first started talking about this game like Roach was five or six in mid range like he hit big shots like the, they weren't easy shots like it wasn't mm-hmm. like they were just like oh hey we're wide open let me just take this like they're they, it's it's really gonna come down to is if they they hit those shots and yep. like. If they don't, if they have a game where they don't, kind of like the 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 North Carolina game, like I'll, I'll play the the advocate to the shot making side. They just didn't hit their shots in the North Carolina game in the Virginia Tech game. Um, you know their their last two losses because like it, that's just how the game works. You know if you're not hitting, mm-hmm. you know they went four twenty from three against Virginia Tech. It just didn't happen. Um, yeah, seven of nineteen. I mean that's not bad against North Carolina. They just. 27 to 50 wasn't great for for their like that's how crazy that's how good duke is they went 27 to 50 from two against north carolina and it was like eh, it's an okay game (laughs) (laughs) you know Eh, it's an okay game for them like since then you know 21 to 35 24 to 39 20 you you need two point defense uh to to try and slow them down arkansas is good at texas tech was too uh it's really going to come down to uh can can arkansas limit duke's offensive uh, rebounds because I think that'll be that's an area where Duke is very uh, very good they haven't really dominated they didn't really dominate the glass last night and yet they still were 21 to 35 from the two-point range yeah. against Texas Tech so you have to you have to find a way to make them miss shots easier said than done mm-hmm. um, but it's really it, it really feels it's as simple as can Duke make those tough shots 
Let me also say uh, hats off to Coach K. Uh, the switch to the zone that just, but it seemed like it just bought them a few possessions where they yeah. had Texas Tech confused and they got a couple of turnovers out of it and they just got a couple of bad shots out of it and like that combined with the shot making is really what made that win for Duke. So uh, coaching, coaching is pretty important when you get into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to say that like it really like they still scored a lot. Like Texas Tech was mm-hmm. answering. Like they were up sixty eight, sixty six with like what was that like two minutes left, and then they came. Yeah. Duke came down and hit a three to answer, but like they they answered. Like it it was I I did not think Texas Tech was able to do that, and that's the worry is if Duke is hitting those shots, can Arkansas answer? Um, you know it, it's it's as bad as Texas Tech's offense can look at times. Arkansas is in the same boat, but they just play a brand of basketball that looks prettier because they like to run. <laughs> Like they, they get out and, and run, so it's not as ugly as like these longer possessions that Texas Tech usually has. But it sounds easy, but the, the offense, like they cannot, they need to be just like Texas Tech and not give up the offensive rebounds and really just hope hmm. that those shots don't hit. Um, I really think it's that simple for Arkansas. But man, this Duke offense, like you said, just they just got, they just got, they have good guys. You know, they have. Yeah. They have guys who make shots. Like maybe four first-round picks in the draft this year. It's, pretty, <laughs> right, it's, it's right. ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous, including a guy who's, for my money, if, if I'm running an NBA team, I'm taking Von Carroll first. But that's uh, that's a discussion for not only another time, but another episode of, uh, of Best on the Board when we're uh, talking NBA draft props a couple of months <laughs> down the line. Half of the Elite Eight field set, the other half set later tonight with the four remaining Sweet 16 games again. Not to beat a dead horse, but just to put it out there, if you want our betting advice on those four Sweet 16 games that are taking place on Friday evening, just scroll back a couple episodes and whatever feed you're listening to, you will find me and Austin talking about the four Sweet 16 games taking place on Friday. This is going to do it for us here on this episode of Best on the Board. For Austin, I'm Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. 